listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. All right, let's get into these uh, these waiver wire pickups. Like I said, big waiver wire week. These guys have league, like some of these guys have league winning ability. But starting at number one, Christian Watson, he has league winning ability. Okay, yeah. His first game back with the team after hamstring injuries, after concussions, almost concussions, he gets a forty percent target share. Like Aaron Rodgers was waiting for this to happen. No other wide receiver has ever got a forty percent target share this year. Okay, four four balls, eight targets, three touchdowns. It looked like Aaron Rodgers knew exactly what he had in Christian Watson. Uh, he didn't play more than 30% of snaps since week one. And that was after he missed a ton of time in training camp and preseason with the hamstring injury. He didn't really know the offense like that either. Um, they were giving him end arounds and stuff like that. But a couple of weeks ago, their OC did say that they can give Christian Watson everything. Like, they have confidence that he has everything. He has all the packages. It's just that they need him to play. And he did. And he's a freak. He's one of the fastest wide receivers in the league already. Like he had a 95, yeah. 95th percentile burst score uh, and a 97th percentile catch radius score, 95% speed score, all in player profiler. So I would not be surprised if he continues to get a high target share from Aaron Rodgers. And I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a higher target share than Alan Lazard. Like I would not be surprised at all. Yeah, He was a second round pick. He has Aaron Rodgers, who has been looking for a reliable wide receiver one. So I wouldn't overthink this one. Like I know yeah. like so many people are like, yo, like, is he going to continue? He's going to have two points next week. On a per-route basis, only Chris Olave and Drake London have been targeted at a higher route among rookie wide receivers so far this year. I know it's a small sample size, but it's worth noting. And yeah. if I need a wide receiver to potentially put me over the top, I'm throwing all of my remaining fab at Christian Watson. Yeah, and Christian Watson, like I said, this is the type of performance he needed. After being in and out of the lineup, you know, concussions the whole time, this is a confidence-building performance that is going to establish a connection with him and Aaron Rodgers. And down the stretch, the Packers, you know, they looked really bad, obviously. We don't want to discount how bad they looked the five weeks going into this game against Dallas, but they looked good against Dallas. And I think this can continue. Now Aaron Rodgers, like we said, he was fist-pumping yesterday. You know, he was looking like he's back in it. You know, we're back in it, baby. That's what he was saying. Um, he asked Christian Watson now, who looks like he's going to be a legit threat. Um, you're not going to find anybody else like this on the waiver wire the rest of the way, I don't think. Everybody else, yeah. This you look is, at the I, schedule, it's not that bad. No, this it's is really an not. extreme upside player right here. You know, And I don't think his floor is that bad either because given the way the rest of the Packers receiver core, receiving core has played, um, you know, they, they don't have anything to lose by just throwing a Christian Watson's way 10 times a game. And they should be doing that You know, at this point. Um, the passing offense has been anemic up until um, two days ago in Dallas. I, I, not, not in Dallas, in Green Bay, for, for Green Bay. But... Christian Watson, he's a clear pick right now. I wish he was on a waiver wire. I'll go get him, but you have him. <laughs> I do, and I wish I started him last week. But hey, hey, I have him. I'm happy. Could you have seen this uh, coming, though? Right? Great that listen, it happened, but you couldn't have seen it coming. A three touchdowns? No, I didn't see yeah. that happening. Now, the reason why I kept up picking him up like every single week before like he got hurt, I literally had him on my bench. I would say I had him on my bench during these Sunday games, probably three Sundays in a row. <laughs> Yeah, before this past week, uh, it's because I was I was I'm a believer, dude. Like I, I'm I'm a fan of Christian Watson. Like saw him at the Senior Bowl. Like I know what he's capable of. Like you know, and Aaron Rodgers is looking for that guy. And then when Romeo Dubs went down, I'm like, all right, this is his opportunity. You know, so you know, I I, I didn't think this was going to happen, but I'm not surprised to be honest. Um, and what's it going to say? Oh yeah, Packers schedule, Titans this week, not bad at all. Eagles the following week, okay, Bears. <laughs> 
pa- Rams, Dolphins, Vikings. Sounds like, good. Championship week, Christian Watson against the Vikings. I like yeah. it. And Packers I'll, fighting I'll maybe for that. a playoff spot. Yeah. Oh. I think so. You never know. Okay. But yeah, you think about what? these things. <laughs> think about these. I, 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 I was struggling between ranking Isaiah Pacheco second or Kadarius Tony, and I, I guess it's really about what you need, right? And yeah. I have Pacheco at number two right now, but you know Kadarius Tony is at three, Paris Campbell's at four. But real quick, if you need a running back, right, kind of like similar, like on the Watson side, like if you if you needed a wide receiver to put you on the, over the top, you got Watson. If you needed a running back to put you over the top. I might just throw the rest of my fab at Pacheco, given what happened this week. Um, the Chiefs gave up on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Like, he had no touches. He was on the field for only four snaps. Uh, the running back touches, like being distributed between two running backs now instead of three, Pacheco being the early down guy, McKinnon being the passing down guy, is way better. And yeah. usually, like, we don't want to overvalue these, like, you know, early down running backs. But this is the Chiefs' offense, right? Like, it's less about the volume Pacheco can get, but more about, like, what, the fact that he's on the field, he's running some routes, red zone usage, right? Better positions to score. I can see some volatility here for for Pacheco, like moving yeah. forward for, to the to the rest of the season, especially if McKinnon stays healthy. Um, however, there aren't going to be waiver wire running backs like this coming up, maybe for the rest of the fantasy season. So, if you're in dire needs of a running back and you're starting like you know these random dudes, you know, if you're starting you Daryl Henderson. Yeah, yeah, you are. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or like you know these random dudes. Like I would pick him up, man, and I would spend big, and I would lock up my RB two spot. You know, if that's what you need, right? Yeah. Um, because I think you know I might not rank him as a top twenty four running back. I might, I might, I gotta, I gotta really check that, but it's possible I will. But I would say he's like an RB three, high end RB three flex play type of play. Um, that's how I'm ranking him. But like this is a situation where Pacheco can be a league-winning running back. You know, if remember remember the touchdowns that Clyde Edwards-Helaire was scoring early on yeah. the year, he would get like seven touches and then two like, touchdowns. a touchdown or two. Yeah. yeah, we can see something similar with Pacheco, except him getting that work in near the red zone, but also getting like you know ten to fifteen touches on top of that. So yeah. that's why he's valuable. You know, on this amazing offense. So both of these Chiefs. Isaiah Pacheco, and I'll talk about Kadarius Tony in a minute. But how are you viewing Pacheco here if he's available on your waiver wire? I mean, I pick him up. I, I think that's the bottom line. You just pretty much explained away everything. How much fab though, right? I I, yeah, I feel like are you breaking are you breaking the bank on him? Like obviously, I think Christian Watson is probably available in almost every waiver wire, almost yeah. unless you're in a really deep league. His ownership, I think, on sleepers like seventeen percent. Chris Christian Watson. So okay, Pacheco's is, around fifty. I was honestly yeah. surprised. That Pacheco was that available. Yeah, that available. You think it's a little low? His ownership? I think it's low. I think it's a little high. I I don't know for the way he was playing. I know he started, quote unquote, the game a couple weeks ago, but his workload is exactly what we've kind of been staying away from. It's just the early down, and he wasn't scoring touchdowns or anything. You know, obviously, Patrick Mahomes was doing that. Um, But at this point, with Clyde Hilaire out of the picture, you know, I think that Isaiah Pacheco could be a good pickup for it. I don't think he's a slam dunk. I think he's a very good pickup, though, at running back, just given the offense that he's on and what we've seen from him. He's he's talented, you know? He can run the ball. It's just his workload, the type of work he's been getting, isn't as – it doesn't scream out to me, you know, pick me up as much as maybe Kadarius Tony 
I, I would switch them to. And for me, the story, yeah. the story. I, I had Kadarius Tony at two. I did, yeah. and I switched it last minute. Maybe yeah. I shouldn't. I should stop making these last minute switches. What do you think? Yeah, you, you just said about it yesterday on the podcast about <laughs> those last minute decisions screw you out of win. But but what I'm saying is, for me, the story of this week's waiver wire it's the three receivers that we have in the top five. It's Christian Watson, Kadarius Tony, and Paris Campbell. All three of them can be really nice pickups for you move forward. And the running backs are good too. I just think that the wide receivers present a lot more value. I feel you. I feel you. So if if Pacheco was available, let's say you have like sixty five dollars left in your yeah. fab, you had a hundred dollars budget for the season. How much of that sixty five? And let's say you're set at wide receiver, and I guess you're probably still picking up Christian Watson. Is my assumption. But yeah, if you need, if you needed a running back, how much of that sixty five dollars would you be spending? I would maybe put that. I, I think twenty five would be. You ain't getting them. I, I would put twenty five. I'm not. I mean, I guess if you if you're in what dire you need, really need a running back, back, if you're in dire need of running back, if you I don't mean, have an RB two, reliable RB two, fifty minimum, I, fifty I think, minimum, makes sense. Yeah, okay. fifty minimum. Um, I'm not sure it's what like, you're putting down. If you're trying to get, uh, you're not going to be able to get Christian Watson and Isaiah Pacheco in Fab format. I don't think no. that's going to work. But you know, Isaiah Pacheco, he's going to be the cheaper of the two, but he's still. Gonna if be I have if I had like eighty dollars of Fab, I would put it all on Christian Watson. Yeah. I mean, I mean are, 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 you, you you have to check to see the rest of your league to see like how much fab they have, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, don't <laughs> put just don't put eighty if like the next highest is like seventy two. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, put seventy three. Um, yeah, just play that game. Are you are you trying to inflate these prices a little bit, Ferrari? <laughs> I'm not trading Chris <laughs> Watson. Pacheco? Oh no, I'm not saying you should. I like I said. Oh, for oh for Pacheco? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not because I only have ten dollars of fab left. You know, so, we, like you wouldn't even have wouldn't. to worry about I, this if I want if I was trying to do anything with Pacheco. Like, remember, I just dropped him, right? So, like, yeah. I would be deflating his value. I would have put him at, like, number 12 here. And I guess send this, true. send yeah, these yeah, yeah. rankings to all of my league mates. Be like, he sucks. <laughs> Don't pick him up. Uh, yeah, look, look, at, what I, look where I have him. It's on a special, it's, special it's a fancy graphic. It's it, a trap, guys. True. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to be able to get him. No. Um, but I'm okay because I have the next guy. Kadarius I would Tony. be, yeah. I would be yeah, okay right. without getting Pacheco if I were you know. Of course, it would be nicer if you had him on your bench, just sitting there. But I'm, I'm, not, I wouldn't be, be nice. it. You know, That'd my nice. opinion is you're fine. I think I'm fine because I got Christian McCaffrey in the league. I yeah. have Jonathan Taylor in the league, and I have Travis Etienne. Yeah, a little, little flex. I just want to flex on him. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah. A little, little, little flex. Okay. Anyway. Um. Gotcha. I, okay. So I said that I was a little surprised about Pacheco's roster ship. I'm very surprised about Kadarius Tony. I did not think he was going to be available in 50 percent of leagues especially yeah. after the trade. And I guess people didn't like what happened in his first week with Kansas City, but it's like, well, what did you expect? You know, he wasn't going to learn the whole offense. This is an Andy Reid offense, right? It's not, yeah. this is this is a tough offense to learn. But uh, like he, he hardly had any snaps in week one, but he was targeted at a relatively high rate based on what he was, you know, based on the fact that he was on the field. Same thing this week. He showed what he's capable of, right? 44% of snaps, that's it. But he was targeted on 31% of his routes. He had six touches in this game, totaled 90 yards, <laughs> right? So, like, yeah. that's pretty efficient. And in the run game, they're going to use him in the run game. They're going to use him in the pass game. He had a contested catch that was amazing where they kept on showing him adjusting his gloves, you know, right before that catch. He's just uh, – what's the word? Um, what's the word when you don't do things normally? Like, there's a word for that. He is unconventional. very unconventional. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you, Zach. Yeah. He's a very unconventional. He's unconventional in all facets of the game. He yeah. is a very unconventional route runner. Like he doesn't run routes like, you know, he doesn't look up to Stefan Diggs when he's running no. routes. You know what I'm saying? He's not <laughs> look up to looking, 
Hunter Renfro. Look up to anybody. I have no idea. <laughs> Hunter uh, Renfro. He 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 runs some interesting routes. Hunter Renfro is a good route. Like he's a good. I would say he's a conventional route runner in terms of. I don't like think he's is. conventional. I think he's kind of made his own way. If you watch, yeah. there's a lot. He chops his feet a lot, but it works. It, it makes right. no sense. Yeah, I guess. Kadarius does weird things with his body when he's running routes. Like yeah. you saw it last, like in the Titans game the week before. Um, but yeah, man, like I'm gonna. I expect his route participation to increase moving forward. Like I expect his snaps to increase. And you know, I think it'll be regardless of who's on the field, right? Like Juju might be out next week with that concussion, mm-hmm. and Tony can benefit from that. But I'm not really basing any decisions around that. And you know, Tony looks like he can be a serious weapon for this team. I wouldn't be surprised if he's the wide receiver that you want on the Chiefs in a couple of weeks. Like I wouldn't be surprised even over Juju. Um, yeah, they they wouldn't have traded for Tony. Like if you think about Michael Hardman being out too, like they wouldn't have traded for Tony if they thought they could get by with McCall Hartman. You know, like they're they're going for it with Tony. And yeah. he's gonna get his role and he looked great in this game. And I'm spending a ton of fab on him as well if he's available. Um and I think next week you can start him as like an upside flex play. I might have a tough time not ranking him as like a low end wide receiver three. Yeah. You know, with upside, you know, even if he has another game of, you know, slightly relatively limited playing time. Mm-hmm. I think Kadarius Tony, and I said about this yesterday, um, he looks as close to Tyreek Hill as Chiefs have had since Tyreek Hill left. And I wouldn't be surprised. He runs around. He's twitchy just like Tyreek Hill. I wouldn't be surprised, like you said, if he kind of steps in to be the wide receiver one. Remember what Patrick Mahomes was able to do with Tyreek Hill. I mean, we know Tyreek Hill's doing his thing down in Miami, and you don't want to discount what he did in Kansas City. But remember what that was? And I just look at Kadarius Tony. It just makes me reminds me of Tyreek Hill in this offense. He's going to be able to take the top off the defense. He's going to be able to catch all the intermediate passes. I think that he has a really good shot at you know just kind of growing in this offense really quickly and becoming a go-to for Patrick Mahomes really early. I'm big on Kadarius Tony this week. For the waiver wire. And the thing is, you know, you say, we're buying Kadarius Tony, we're buying Isaiah Pacheco, we're buying Christian Watson off of this waiver wire using your fab. The thing that this waiver wire week has is options. You don't usually have a bunch of clear no. options like this. There are a bunch of good options. And that might help, actually. You know, we talk about these guys being so expensive in terms of fab. It might help deflate their value a little bit because a lot of the fab is going to be spread out. I don't think you're going to have guys in your league trying to spend 20, 20, 20 here trying to get everybody obviously it's not going to probably that's not going to net you any players but if a bunch of guys go in on christian watson a bunch of guys go in on isaiah pacheco a bunch of guys go in on canaries like there are so many different options this week it's it's just insane i love all of them christian watson is the easy pick because he's you know in line for the clearest workload increase moving forward but canaries tony i think is a close second for me because just I see his skill set, the way he plays. He seems happy to be in Kansas City compared to New York, and that is understandable. Patrick Mahomes is his quarterback. If they get any type of connection, Kadarius Tony could be huge down the stretch. Yeah, man. Um, and and Paris Campbell's another guy who you can pick up. You know, in the top four, uh, he's simply coming on in this offense, right? He's catching balls down the field. He's making things happen after the catch. He's doing things out of the slot, and this makes me happy because. Yeah. I've loved Paris, Paris Campbell, Campbell since, he, since he joined the league, you know, coming out of Ohio State. And, uh, you know, Matt Ryan is back. They won. You know, expect Matt Ryan to keep his job. Yeah. And with Matt Ryan, like, Campbell has averaged more than 20 PPR fantasy points per game over the last three games together. Got a t- caught a touchdown in each of those games. And, you know, Campbell might be the most reliable option out of all these guys. Like, you know, if you're like, all right, well, who is the best bet to continue producing, you know, and getting targets? is probably Campbell, but he just doesn't have the upside like Kadarius Tony has and Christian Watson has. Yeah. No, no, I hear you. 
This kind of reminds me, you know, obviously Paris Campbell and, you know, Michael Pittman are a little bit different, but Matt Ryan had a similar situation in Atlanta when he had Julio Jones and Russell Gage, and you'd think he'd be throwing Julio Jones, the big body playmaker, Michael Pittman, big body playmaker. You know, he's supposed to be the wide receiver one, but Russell Gage just always had these games down when he was in Atlanta. Now Paris Campbell's coming on in that role. We've seen this from Matt Ryan before. You know, Matt Ryan is doing his thing. I sincerely hope he keeps his job the rest of the way. The offense looks so much better with Matt Ryan, even though it's still limited relatively. But with Jonathan Taylor coming back and looking good, this has a chance to be a better offense than we think it's going to be, than what we remember with Matt Ryan earlier in the season. This is going to be a really good pickup for you. I, for you, He could be a really nice consolation prize if you don't feel like breaking the bank or you don't have the fab to break the bank on guys. There are obvious Christian Watson, Kadarius Tony, Ferris Campbell. You know, he could be a nice under-the-radar ad, even though he has. I'm, I'm not sure he has the upside, but the floor is really nice. He's going to be a good solid starter for you each week. Um, I kind of liken him. The way he's been producing reminds me of Jacoby Myers, the production that he's been having, you know, just yeah. kind of flying under the radar. So he'll be a nice starter for you. You can start Jacoby Myers every week. Um, yeah. I, I, that's what I see for Paris Campbell moving I'm, forward. I'm probably ranking him as like a high-end wide receiver three this yeah. coming week. Yeah, he's borderline top 24. Yeah, I would say so. Okay, awesome. Uh, Rashad White makes his list, makes his way to this list again. Surprise. Yep. Uh, this What's one his I ownership understand- at? <laughs> around 50 right, right around 50 percent on, right. on all platforms actually on sleeper he's at 50 on yahoo and espn he's way lower which is i don't understand Clear, this one because yeah the writing was on the wall for like six weeks now we've yeah. been talking about it on this podcast this letter for net situation for like weeks you know and we've been talking about the utilization this this whole time and that's why we've been talking about it just it's, it's been going up and down but rashad white started the game you know in germany uh, against the Seahawks. And before Leonard Fournette got hurt, White had the edge in snaps. Okay, so this can be a 50-50 going forward, meaning that White can have some standalone value. Um, the Bucks yeah. are on bye this week. Fournette has a hip pointer injury, but he is expected to be back after the bye. Who knows? Uh, but I would assume that he will be back. But it's possible that White starts that game again and leads, leads that backfield with Fournette a little bit banged up. It's possible. And yeah. even if he's not banged up, it's possible. So they're playing the Browns out of the bye. It's a great matchup for these running backs. Don't ask me who I'd rather play because I have to think about that one. <laughs> well, you don't have to. Th- you don't have to rank them this week. This so week, exactly. I guess That's really time. good. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how things develop with the Fournette injury. But you're talking about the utilization, the writing being on the wall. You know, kind of shifting more towards Rashad White before the injury. Now the injury happened. You know, could it give the Bucks an excuse to be like, yeah, let's use Rashad White a little bit more and just kind of leave? Rashad- you know, you know Rashad White wishes that there was no buy this yeah. week. Yeah. Oh my god. Right. Because like I kind of wish if, there was no if buy. Fournette, <laughs> if Fournette was out this week and they didn't have, they had a game to play and Rashad White was the guy, Rashad White could have had a huge game and then it would have shifted that backfield even more. Yeah. And me as the Leonard Fournette truther, you know, <laughs> I want to see I want to see Rashad White play with like with I want to see if Leonard Fournette would play with an injury, how things would shake out, just to get that clarity on how things are actually going. You know, it might still be ambiguous now because we're missing this. Uh, the, they're they're missing this week on by. I, I think that Rashad White has really good upside. We talk about this every week. Your weekly reminder: to pick up Rashad White. That's the way it's going to be. Um, we've been calling it out. If anything happens to Leonard Fournette, it just did. So I, I think there's a really good chance that he sees a lot more run the rest of the way. I don't think. Um... He's, he's going to be on this wave of wireless next week. I have a feeling, and I have faith in everybody here. Actually, you know, 
I'll say we've this. had faith for a while. The, the people in <laughs> on on this like people who listen to this podcast, I would say like sixty five percent of them probably have Rashad White on their team. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like I'm not even just saying like. 65% of people didn't drop Rashad White. I'm saying like 65% probably have Rashad White on their team. I get a lot of Rashad, Rashad White questions, like, you know, in our text community and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, okay. You, you guys yeah. have been listening. Um, <laughs> but yeah, pick him up if he's available, please. Donovan Peoples-Jones uh, at number six here. This is the highest he's been, but, you know, another upper hand waiver wire veteran, right? <laughs> his his yeah. last six games, 71 yards. And I do this every week. I, I, I talk about like... Last week I said his last five games, and the week before that his last four games. Well, now it's six <laughs> games, and it's seventy-one yards receiving, fifty yards, seventy-four, seventy-one, eighty-one, and now ninety-nine yards receiving on five catches and nine targets. So, solid floor play every single week, even this week in Buffalo. Yeah, Donovan Peoples Jones is the anti Amari Cooper. He doesn't have the ceiling, but he also doesn't leave you out to dry. Um, it doesn't matter where Donovan Peoples-Jones plays. Home or away, he will produce for you. And it looked the matchup, really good. The matchup has never mattered either. Yeah, matchup doesn't matter. He's produced for you week in and week out. And what people forget, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones, he's actually a, a pretty good receiver. Deshaun Watson's coming back. This has a chance to really open up for the Browns offense, you know. Obviously, Amari Cooper's kind of been the guy so far, but they could definitely have two fantasy-relevant receivers with a guy that's a little bit more dynamic than Joe, Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett, He's been serviceable, but, you know, he's played like a backup. He's been able to produce a couple good finishes for for his receivers. Um, I think Donovan Peoples-Jones' ceiling is a lot higher once Deshaun Watson comes back and he's back in the lineup. Um, you know, he could be a, a decent buy. I mean, I'm not sure anybody who has him is going to move off of him. If he's sitting on the waiver wire, you're probably not going to have to. But, you know, maybe he this could be a really good ad for you if he's sitting on your waiver wire because if I'm saying that you might be able to buy him because of Deshaun Watson coming back, you know, they could be really a lot of value, a big um, momentum swing in your league if you could get Diamond Peoples Jones. For sure. Um, and then I have Gus Edwards here at number seven. Remember, uh, he had that hamstring injury before their bye, right? And his teammate is going to be on IR for a little bit longer. Okay, so Gus Edwards is going to be the starter if he's healthy. Kenyon Drake will probably be the starter if Gus Edwards is not ready. But listen, like as as long as Gus Edwards is the starter. You could start him as like a low in RB two with with a lot of touchdown upside, right? He had two touchdowns the the week before he got hurt, um, so you know he's somebody if you need a running back and you can't grab Pacheco and Gus Edwards is available, he's somebody that you should you should grab if you can. Yeah, the, he's been on and off for this waiver wire pickup list just because of the injury, but he's good. Any Ravens running back that's starting, I think they kind of fall into that low end RB two with touchdown yeah. upside. That's mm-hmm. kind of where they fall. You know, if they score touchdowns, then they're going to be. Um, a high RB2 pretty much. Anything outside of that is going to be low RB2 numbers. But Gus Edwards, if he's sitting on the waiver wire, there's no reason not to pick him up just because the Ravens' backfield has been so banged up. Um, you know, it changes every week. I wouldn't count on him being a contributor each and every week the rest of the way, not just because of injury, but because other guys will be coming back. But he can win you – he not win you a couple of weeks, but he can definitely fill in um, on your roster for these next two, three weeks. Definitely, definitely. Um, and, and his teammate, Isaiah Likely, the reason why I have him here is because there's still a chance Mark Andrews might not play this week, right? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't assume that Mark Andrews plays, right? The way that um, Harbaugh has been talking about Andrews is like, yeah, he has, he has a good chance of playing this week, you know? And it's like he's leaving a little bit of room. He's leaving that door open for Andrews to potentially miss another game here. I know that Isaiah Likely only caught one ball, but it was a tough matchup against the Saints last week. At least he caught the touchdown. 
It yeah. was a tough matchup against the Saints. He still got a high target share from Lamar Jackson, even though he only caught one pass. I think he had five targets in that game. So yeah. going into this week, much better matchup. And I would start as likely as a top five tight end this week, you know, uh, if Mark Andrews is out. So if you need a tight end, you know, if you there's a there's a couple of tight end injuries this week. If you need one, pick him up. Yeah. And we talked about Isaiah Likely a lot. He is a receiver in a tight end's body. He matches up well with pretty much any linebacker that's going to be covering him. And I call him the only tight end handcuff in the league. I said every time we talk about Isaiah Likely, but that's the truth. Because Lamar has no problem throwing to him. Obviously, they didn't connect on all five targets. They connected on one for a touchdown the last time they played together. But before that, he had a good week. There's no reason to think he can't get it done, especially with this Ravens offense just hurting at receiver. You know, with Rashad Bateman out, they're missing a weapon there. Mark Andrews being out. Somebody has to catch a ball. Isaiah likely can do it. He's super athletic. We talked about that um, in a couple of episodes, you know, this podcast. And you had him pretty high in your uh, rankings this offseason coming in because of his athleticism. So there's no reason not to have Isaiah likely on your roster, especially with Mark Andrews status still up in the air. Yeah, I was. I thought you were gonna say that I had him ranked highly, like the week before, which I did. I think I had him ranked at number two. Um, yeah, and that was a, well, that was a bad call. No, because... no, that's a fair ranking. I think it yeah. looked fantastic. It looked like we, we had a home run ranking right there on that first. Was it second drive they caught that touchdown? <laughs> All right, true, already yeah, yeah. a catch for twenty four yards and a touchdown. Awesome, you know. But I think uh, that was the week where Dallas Goddard just like went off. Like he, yeah, he had, he had like a huge game. Four points, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, had a, he had a huge game. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 